So hi, welcome to Good Noise Podcast. I'm Shane. I'm Glory. And we're here with... Tate Logan. And we're asking some questions <laughs> to say about his new single, Kill Me to Try. So congrats on that, by the way. How do you feel about the response to it so far? Thank you. Um, it's really, really exciting. Like I, you know, you never know how things are going to go when you start a new project, especially a new project like by yourself. Mm -hmm. So the fact that literally even one person cared was like exciting to me because like I'm starting over, you know, in a way. So the fact that like a lot of people that supported the other project that I was in and everything was really like, I was super grateful for that. But yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm thrilled with the response so far. It's been very, very exciting. Hell yeah. That the, the single banged, by the way. It was <laughs> thank you. It was immaculate. You know, Very good. I listened to I mean, I listen to you guys' podcast all the time. Like I listened to the one you did with Telltale just yesterday. They're good thank friends you. of mine. And then I listened to the one where you guys like talked about my single a little bit. And the things that you said were so nice. So I really, really appreciate the shout out there. Thank you guys a lot for that. Of course. Of course. Uh, so is there any meaning behind the single cover art or name? Ooh. Okay, the cover art or the name? Well, I think that, I mean, I can talk a little bit about kind of like what the song is about as a whole, because I think that that kind of will answer like both questions in a way. So like, this was kind of the first song for me that I wrote where I was like writing it and recording it kind of at the same time, like with in the past, I'd written music and then it would sometimes be up to a year before it gets tracked. Like that's just kind of how, you know, album cycles work and being signed to a record deal and like all of that. And for the first time ever, I didn't have like any of those rules. It was kind of like I could do whatever I want, which was really, really exciting. So I got to work with Matt Squire on the song, which um, I won't talk too much about that, like right out the gate, but he's just like a hero of mine. And I was really excited and I had kind of written this song with a buddy of mine, Andy Togren, who's written with like Halsey in the 1975. So I was like really excited and really nervous all at the same time. Yeah. But anyway, back to your question. When I got into the studio with Matt, I was still kind of like workshopping some of the lyrics and stuff. And um, honestly, the song was very PG in the beginning. And Matt was like, you're not a very PG guy. Like, why don't we like spice this up a little bit? And I was like, I don't know. I was trying to be more like mass appeal and he was like i think you should just be you which is is cool because i do tend to have like a potty mouth in most of my songs so <laughs> when i was writing the song he was just kind of like where are you at right now like what is your headspace in this exact moment and i was like well i leave to move to la literally in two days so he was like let's write about that and which was cool because i think that it made the song come from a place of like super honesty very like happening to me in that exact moment and I was just kind of talking about like how nervous and scared I was just to be honest you know like I was excited but at the same time like I'm leaving all my friends I'm leaving all my family I'm moving to somewhere that I've only been a few times I don't you know have my roots there or whatever so just kind of the concept of like would it kill me to try was just like I won't know if I succeed or if I fail or anything in between unless I just do it and just mm -hmm. try and then later in life i can say that that i did it if nothing else so that's kind of the meaning behind the the song title and and kind of just like the song itself but the cover art actually so alex bemis is this super talented guy that i was lucky enough to work with he's worked with a bunch of bands like mayday parade and the main and stuff like also just someone that i really respect and look up to and 
he shot, he was in the, he was just going to shoot the music video. And then he took a couple of pictures of me while we were there, just kind of like messing around. Mm -hmm. And I was like, dude, like these pictures are so sick. Like, can I use them for the cover art? He was like, for real. And I was like, yes, like totally. I mean it, please let me use these for the album art. And um, so yeah, I just kind of like, at first I was going to just use like a picture of myself, but that felt too vain at least this early on like i don't know i wasn't down for all of that so i was like let me just kind of like and i, I played around with like cropping it and stuff mm -hmm. because i've always designed like every album art that you've seen in any of my old projects like i designed all of that the merch everything like just because i'm really hands-on and i i enjoy like more than just the music kind of like being a part of everything um wow i am so rambling like right it's all good it's no, podcast, you're good man. you're good yeah <laughs> okay okay word word <laughs> i at least for me when i'm listening to a podcast i hate when it's like one word answers so i'm like tell me more so i'm glad that you you guys feel that way but anyway last thing i'm gonna say is so i was playing around with cropping it and then that kind of like tighter shot i was like this is giving the things that i want to give like i like the i'm really into wearing like fake fur coats and like i like funky sunglasses and like that's just like the way that i dress on like kind of a normal day honestly or at least if i'm going out or like hanging out with friends and i was like this is showcasing the the vibe and the style that i want to give off without it being this like very vain photograph of myself kind of if that makes sense so i don't know i felt like it was a good representation for like the first it's like here's my vibe but not all of it yeah, like leave leave something to be desired, I guess. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It's, um, it's super sick that you like you got to work with so many of like your idols on on this track and like the creation of the music video and everything, but I'm very curious at like how you linked up with Matt Squire because that's fucking insane. <laughs> oh, totally. Thank you. Um completely shout out to my manager, Mark Woodbridge. He's an incredible guy. No, um what's interesting about Matt is like I mean, I can remember being you know 11 12 13 years old and going to best buy and buying a cd and looking like reading religiously through the like little insert you know what i mean mm -hmm. and half of the bands that i loved as a teenager it would say produced by matt squire on the inside yeah. you know like and so even before i even had like a full concept of what a producer even honestly did i was like this is someone that i have to work with in my life and i kind of like made that a dream literally is like a middle schooler so when the opportunity came around you know like i will say that what's cool about it that, that's humbling to me is that like mark put me in touch with matt but that didn't necessarily guarantee that he would like give a shit or like mm -hmm. want to work with me you know what i mean so yeah uh, like because i mean i you know when you've worked with like everybody from one direction to ariana grande like i'm just some punk kid am i allowed to swear on yes. your podcast yeah okay cool I'm like who the fuck am i i guess is the yeah. point that i'm trying to make mm -hmm. um and so i sent him this demo of the song that we recorded i sent him a couple but but that one and they were all just like me just kind of like playing the acoustic guitar because that's how i've always like written songs and other projects and how i just right now i kind of like start from scratch and then build from there or whatever and he just, he got really excited about the song, which was cool. He was like, I think that this is a fun song. We just did the one song together at the moment. And I just, like I said, I literally was leaving to move to LA, like not the next morning, but the day after. Mm -hmm. So we had packed up my entire apartment. Like every, there was nothing in our apartment. Not, it was all in a U-Haul. And I was sitting on the floor of our guest bedroom 
with my microphone and my guitar and my laptop and <laughs> and the whole house was empty and I was just zooming with Matt Squire because this was still during the pandemic so I couldn't go like at the time it wasn't safe for me to go to be in his studio because like he's got little kids and stuff and it just mm -hmm. felt too risky mm -hmm. so we did it all virtually which is also kind of weird because it was the first time I'd ever done that like not in the studio so the whole thing was this just surreal experiment kind of but so yeah, I'm just sitting there in a completely empty house with my microphone and Matt Squire's face pops up on the Zoom call. And I was like, dude, you don't even understand. Like, <laughs> which I sound like such a nerd talking about him like this. I still feel that way. Like even after working with him, I still think he's a legend. And I think that he really helped me kind of um, stay true to the music that I love. Like I love punk rock and I love pop punk and I love the genres that can come in and out of that world. But I, I didn't want to just make another happy song, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. And so I think that he really helped me be like, these are the parts that are different. These are the parts that are the same. And let's, let's go from there and kind of hone what you're doing which was really exciting because i feel like I, I just feel like he brought out the best parts of like what makes me a good songwriter as an individual mm -hmm. and not necessarily like in in a group setting which was really really cool mm -hmm. that's uh, amazing that is very cool uh so you definitely did, did touch on this a little bit with that last answer but i'm gonna ask it anyway uh can you tell us a little bit about your writing process for the single yeah totally so um so Andy is a very, very talented songwriter. He's in a band called Young Rising Sons. Um, but like I said, he's written with some other really cool people. Like he primarily does, not, maybe not primarily, but a big part of his career is just like doing co-writes. Mm -hmm. And even though I'm a solo artist, like I've always loved just other people and just working with other people and bouncing ideas off of other people. And so... Um, when I got the opportunity to work with Andy, it was kind of like, oh, I've never done a co-write in this setting. Like I had worked with Nick Wheeler from All American Rejects before and we co-wrote mm -hmm. a song, but that felt a little bit different because there was a lot of like cooks in the kitchen. There was like four or five of us in a room trying to write a song, which primarily in the past for me, like I will write a song to kind of like completion on an acoustic guitar and then take it to like either a band or a producer or whatever and build it from there. But I had never worked with someone else from like the absolute like seed of a song, like starting from complete scratch. And so again, it was during the pandemic. So we just like hopped on a Zoom call and he was like, I have this like weird little like melody idea. And we kind of just like sat down together and wrote this chorus. And then I remember when we came up with the like, uh, like the tag at the end of the chorus, it's like, uh, I, uh, I, we were like, this is so fun. Like, yeah. And, um, and so then, so like I said, we wrote the chorus together and then that was kind of it. We were like, this was fun. Thanks for your like ideas or whatever. And then I went back and like kind of finished the song, like did the, the verses and the, and the, um, the like bridge and like all of that stuff before I, I worked with Matt, but it was really cool to kind of like work with someone that, wasn't in a band with me or wasn't didn't have any sort of ties because it kind of takes out all of the like stress and it's just like oh we're just like having a good time and writing something that we that we like which was really really cool but um but yeah and it was also kind of the first time where I wasn't in the box of like the song should be fast or it should be this or that or whatever because that's what I had done before like especially putting out two records with a band. It's like when you, when people like certain songs from the first record, there's a lot of pressure to kind of like 
emulate that same idea without mm -hmm. the song sounding exactly the same. And like being a solo artist now, none of that matters. So I can just yeah. be like, I like this. Like the song is like, I I mean, it's my song, so I'm stoked on it. I think it's a bop, but it it's definitely like has a slower BPM than kind of anything mm -hmm. that I had written before. But I think that that's fun. Like sometimes you just want to like bop your head. That being said, that doesn't mean that there's not other faster stuff in the tank. Uh -oh. <laughs> I'll say that. Uh -huh. but, but you got my attention. I don't know, it just felt like a, a really good place to kind of start. Like it felt different. It felt fun. And I was really excited and getting to work with, with two people that I think are really fascinating and interesting individuals was really exciting for like my first release as just me, I guess. So I hope that answered your question. That did. It did. Sick. Okay, cool. <laughs> Uh, so I want you to tell us your favorite lyric off this track and the meaning behind it. Ooh, mm -hmm. my favorite lyric from this track. This track is so goofy in a way. Like, I mean, not goofy, but a lot of the lyrics are just like really blunt, but I wanted it to be that way. Like I was talking about this with someone the other day, but the original lyrics were, I want more than an ordinary life, like it fit with the melody or whatever. And Matt was the one that was like, bro, you need an F word right here. Like, <laughs> because if you were to say it in real life, you would be like, I want more than a fucking boring life. Yeah. And I was like, that is true. So I honestly think that I want more than a stupid fucking boring life. Just because like, that could mean so many different things. Like just it doesn't necessarily have anything to do with wanting to pursue music like because that is you don't have to be famous or a rock star to like live an interesting life like let me make that very clear like i look around at my i think that my parents live a super fucking interesting life i think my brother lives a really awesome interesting life like i think that there are so many different ways to pursue something that's interesting what's boring to me is doing the same thing every single day and not enjoying it. Like, I think mm -hmm. that you can have an interesting life sitting in an office if when you get home, you go and do something that you love or whatever, you know what I mean? Like there's so many different ways for that. And I just know for me, like I, things were starting to feel super monotonous. The people that I was writing music with were not as interested anymore. They wanted different things, you know, out of life, which is cool. And that, that happens. Sometimes you want to have kids and you want to, and I want those things too, just not right now, you know? Mm -hmm. And I think that um, that lyric to me, it, it's just like, it's tongue in cheek, it's goofy, it's straightforward, it's nothing deep, but it's exactly the way that I feel. And I feel like sometimes that that's good in lyrics. It doesn't always have to be a metaphor. Sometimes it's mm -hmm. just like as straightforward as it can be is what you want to yell in the car. Like, I don't want to be fucking bored, <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. So, that that for me, I think is is my favorite lyric of the song. I also really like the little talking parts. I think that they're funny because when I was like, I don't even, what do I even say? Like, is it cool if I leave? This sucks. Like about the, the line about drugs, which is kind of funny to me, like that part specifically, because it's mostly a joke. Like I don't do drugs, you know what I mean? So like, but moving to LA and not knowing what this culture was gonna be like, like I make the joke in the song that like, I'll pay for the drugs. But then the very next line is, is it cool if I leave this sucks? Because like, I, I, I don't know, just, I guess back to my original point was that doing those talking lines was really funny because Matt Squire, he was just like, he just hit record and he was like, just say a bunch of shit. And like, I'm gonna put in what I think is the funniest. And I was like, okay, so I was just literally like, rambling all these different <laughs> ideas off the top of my head and um 
it ended up just being kind of goofy. Like I think stuff like that in a song makes the song feel more like real in a way. Like I think that live, that'll be really funny. I'll probably say something different every single time I play it just because I think that's goofy. Mm -hmm. But um, but yeah, so that that's my favorite lyric, I guess. (laughs) All right. Uh, So where was your headspace at while you were writing this single? Oh, my headspace. Excited. I mean, because like the moment that I decided that I was going to keep doing music and that I wanted to do it, I guess, individually, instead of trying to like maybe start another band or like have different members in the band. Like I love Happy and Happy will probably always exist. I started that band. I wrote the songs for that band like that. It um a little hiatus forever, if that makes sense. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know what's going to happen there, but I did know that I wanted to just try something different because I'd been doing it for so long. And so when I was writing this song, it was mostly just like, I think I may have kind of already said this, so I hate to like be a broken record, but it just felt like very freeing and very exciting to kind mm-hmm. of like not have to have any pressure of like doing something that I had done before in the past or anything like that. And also, like I said, I was about to move and that was terrifying and exciting and thrilling. And I had, you know, I, 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 being a musician for the last few years and like touring and stuff, we'd had to fly out to LA a bunch of times, like film stuff or like play shows or film like live sessions or whatever. And so I had a lot of friends out here like already. And every time I visited, they'd be like, why don't you just move here? And I'm like, I don't know. Like, there's no reason. It felt like the the like most impossible thing in the world. And then one day I was like, literally all we would have to do is rent a U-Haul and drive for 43 hours. Oh, <laughs> only. God. That's only. Yeah, I was going to say only. <laughs> I had my two little dogs in the car too. And we'd have to stop and like let them run around. I'm like, I'm sorry, guys. We're only going to be in the car for like two more days. Um, <laughs> but yeah, right. <laughs> But so just like writing, it was just exciting. It still is. Like, I'm still really excited. I'm still writing other songs. I'm recording other songs. I have a few other songs already recorded. I'm I'm, um, doing a cover with a band that I really love. Uh, So like every day is very, very exciting, which is fun because like I was getting into a place where I wasn't really having fun anymore Mm. with music. And it's cool to not be in that place anymore, if that makes sense. So very exciting. I keep saying the same shit, but it's because I'm stoked. Like, exactly. <laughs> stoked. And I'm also As so stoked be. to be talking to you guys again. Like you guys are so pleasant to talk to. So thank you. Well, thank you. Stoked <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, thanks for giving a shit. It's Woo! great. Like, <laughs> I'm I am nervous for all your weird questions at the end though. I'm not gonna lie. I know I know what you guys are up to. <laughs> oh yeah, we, we broke out the good ones tonight. Yeah. <laughs> I, I've been trying to prepare. <laughs> uh, so how do you recommend your fans to listen to this single for the first time? Should they play it in the car with friends, dark with headphones on? Should they blast at a party? What do you personally recommend? That's a great question. Um Okay. I'm going to be like really specific. I think that you should headphones for sure. Mm -hmm. Just because everything sounds better than headphones. Every musician on the planet will probably tell you that like, please listen in headphones or else you'll like miss it, which on the second listen, third listen, you can do whatever you want. You can be in the car room, whatever. But first listen, my recommendation would be go outside. If it's sunny headphones in lay in the grass 
and just close your eye. You know how when you close your eyes and the sun is really bright and it's like warm and it makes your eyeballs like red mm-hmm. on the inside? That that is the vibe right there. That's how you should listen to it for the first time if you have that opportunity. Right. <laughs> yeah, so definitely like a summer track then. Yeah, I think so. I think mm-hmm. so. At least spring, it's like warm. It feels like warm and, and sunny to me. So I guess also in the car could be that with the windows down. That's yeah. always a good vibe for any song. You can even like cry with the windows down. Like, <laughs> oh my God. Like, <laughs> no, 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 no. Not to this song. I just mean in general. Like, oh. like you're listening. No. <laughs> it's like, what? <laughs> no, this is definitely not a song you cry to. I just, mean, never mind. I just mean like any song is good with the windows down. Like even if you're, even if you're listening to sad stuff, like a nice breeze is always refreshing. True. Yeah. That's, True. that's really funny. <laughs> um, so this question should be super, super quick off the top of your head. I want you to describe the single for new listeners in three words, no more, no less. Oh God. <laughs> okay. Um, I'm going to go with just because I love that word and then I'm going to go with dirty at the same time because I think that's a fun juxtaposition and then fucking punk is that lame like I like dirty glamorous punk that's what we're after (laughs) there you go that's perfect Uh, so is there a certain feeling or emotion you want this track to invoke in your listeners the like let's get the hell out of here mentality i think it and whatever that means whether it it doesn't necessarily mean like moving or or doing anything like just like whether it's i want to quit my job or i don't want to hang out with this person that bums me out anymore or i think i want to start dressing differently but i've been too nervous to do that like literally any of those things i think just saying like fuck it in a way of like just taking one more step to being the person like the version of yourself that'll make you the most fulfilled I think is is and whatever that means to each individual person that's that's what I want it to do so if you want to shave your head or get a tattoo or get a dog or like anything that 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 maybe you've been like contemplating but you've been too nervous to do for whatever reason I hope that this song makes you take that that step towards doing whatever that thing is I like that a lot. Perfect. That's good. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, thanks. <laughs> so, uh, what band or artist influence do you think you hear the most on this track, if any? Ooh, that's tricky. I don't know. Like, I, I've always feel like I mean, with anything that I write, there's always going to be at least a, a little tiny sliver of like early two thousands pop punk. Like that's like my heart and soul. Like the neon pop punk era. But I also really love like, and I think that, I don't know if like other people can hear this in it, but like I can tell when I'm writing a song, like I really love like Third Eye Blind and like Marcy Playground and and like weird stuff from the 90s, even if it's just kind of like, like the BPM, for example, on this song, like that just, it's just a little bit slower, but songs like, you know, Semi Charmed Life and like stuff that, you know, that was coming out in the 90s was a little bit more like head boppy and not so like quick paced which that stuff's fun as hell too but I think that that definitely was inspiring but then also kind of the tones of the guitars are a little bit more like I don't know like beauty school dropout or like royal and the serpent some of her stuff like I think that it's a big broad (laughs) like that those are so many different bands that I just like polar opposite artists but that's kind of what I think is cool about 
not being in a box is that there's there can be all sorts of funky sounds and 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 it still feels just like a a rock track you know what i mean like mm-hmm. there's nothing mm-hmm. wild going on but it's just like little tiny things here and there that that will nod to bands like that i liked from the 90s or the 2000s or from this year or you know whatever so no no one necessarily really specific but i think that See, that's how you get something original is by ripping off as many different things as you possibly can <laughs> to the point where it's yeah. so diluted that it feels like something. <laughs> God. So I'm true, just though. kidding. I'm just being yeah. I'm just being funny. But yeah, no. Lots of inspiration from from all over the place for sure. Perfect. Uh, so for this question. Shane, what are you drinking? Oh, water. sorry. I'm just kidding. Oh no. Just, just water. <laughs> that's so smart. I'm drinking a Pepsi, which is not this is not like people are gonna Pepsi, like exactly sponsored. <laughs> Dude, if Pepsi wants to sponsor me, like let's go. Absolutely, man. Exactly. Yeah. Hook us all up, all three of us, free Pepsi for life. Hell yeah. Literally, yeah. Uh, so for this question, I want you to picture you're on tour, you're at a gas station for a rest stop, you're going in. Mm. What is your snack of choice? Okay. Mm-hmm. Interesting. A couple of different answers. If it's any time in the evening, which this sounds backwards, but if I'm driving, definitely coffee. Like whether I'm a big iced coffee dude, but I, if, if we're out, if I'm out in the middle of Kansas or whatever, like I will drink hot coffee. <laughs> like if I have to <laughs> coffee, definitely snack wise though. I don't even really know if I know what these things are called. They're like the Fritos, but they're like spirally and they're like honey barbecue flavor <laughs> those things are the best are you know they like the, the cone shape no no i think they're like frito it's frito barbecue <laughs> they're like twisty i don't know what they're called Damn. shane you're the chip um, guy do you know what he's talking well, about Lay's just put out a layers thing is that what you're talking about they're like swirly and shit i don't know if they have a barbecue flavor i don't know i i know when i see them dude i know what they are but i could not tell you the name of them there'll be someone in the comment now section I, like it's this and we're all i hope that nobody i'm not i it's good that they don't know because then they'll go get them all up from the gas station and there exactly. won't be any left for me so it's my secret uh, and then i really love sour candy like honestly whatever they've got like sour punch straws sour patch kids warheads like I, I always regret it afterwards, but I definitely am a sour, sour candy dude for sure. And I like lemonade. If I'm not drinking coffee, I'm usually drinking lemonade. Taste. So, That's good. Yeah. <laughs> um, so on the topic of food, if your project was a dish, what dish would it be and why? Oh my God. Um, okay. This project. I'm going to go like one of those massive lollipops that are like this big and they've mm-hmm. got like all the swirls on the inside just because I like the way they look, they taste good and you can only get them at places that are fun. So mm-hmm. like that's like amusement park, cool Chuck movie e. theater. Or, like, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Sorry, exactly. that's the first place I came from. <laughs> no, hey, yeah. I mean, that works, totally. That's going to be my answer. One of those sick ass big lollipops for sure. Oh yeah. <laughs> Perfect, all right. Uh, so for these last couple of questions, we're actually going to shift away from music if that's okay with you. Yes, it's the part I'm nervous about. These are always over. <laughs> <Like, yeah. laughs> uh, so if you could become one animal for the rest of your life, which animal would it be and why? Okay, I totally have this answer. Okay. A harp seal. So like the seals that live in the Arctic, just because, first of all, uh, any Arctic animal, like polar bear, which 
it's honestly a bummer. Like we've got to like work on climate change because yeah. watching those animals die, that's actually making me really sad. But Arctic animals, I find so fascinating. I watch documentaries on them like all the time. But I think it's so cool how like, first of all, they just float on some ice all day long, but they can swim down so far. I don't know. They're also really cute. If you have not seen a baby harp seal, mm-hmm. they're like, google that shit because they're the cutest things on the planet they're like white and fluffy and they have these big black eyes they're so cute but yeah totally an arctic animal just because i feel like that would be so different than like being a human or like a critter on the land like there's tons of cool land animals or even cool animals in like warm water but i feel like like you can only truly enjoy cold arcticness like that if you are an arctic animal so that's going to be my answer i feel like that would be so sick that fits i can see that yeah uh cool (laughs) so if you could have lunch with any celebrity or artist dead or alive who would it be and why hands down lady gaga that will always be my answer until the day i die um just because like i know that seems like a funny answer but i 100 mean it because when i was a kid or you know in middle school like i loved all of the punk bands that I loved, you know, all of my like musical influences, but Lady Gaga was the first like, okay, let me back up a little bit. To find those punk bands, I had to do like digging. Like I had to do like research on my own. They weren't on TV, they weren't on the radio. You know what Mm -hmm. I mean? So Lady Gaga was the first artist that I was just like exposed to naturally that I found really fascinating. And what inspired me so much about her is like early on in her career, like regardless of music or anything, she got so much flack, like so much hate. People did not like her. They thought she was weird or they thought that she was strange or like whatever. And she never let that shit stop her. Like she kept going on. I mean, to the point now where she's like winning Oscars for being an actress, like it's incredible. Yeah. And she also was the first artist that I think helped me along my like queer journey. Like she was super into the LGBTQ community. And I think that like, during my most formative years, she inspired me the most. So even though like, I don't really listen to her music anymore, the way that I used to, nothing will ever like compare to the way that that felt at that age towards that person, if that makes sense. So I think to like, honor the roots of like growth and wanting to be a musician and feeling comfortable in my queerness and like all of those things she was like the idol for me during all of that. And so I would love to just like be like, hey, thanks for rocking when I was a, a teenager and stuff. So that definitely would be my answer. That was a very that good so answer. Wholesome. Yeah. yeah. Usually people <laughs> are just you. like, I don't fucking know this guy because I don't fucking know because I said it. Yeah. <laughs> Bro, I have a lot of feelings. Like, <laughs> 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 and I have no shame in that at all. Like all of that got me to where I am. Like honestly, if I... I can remember the first time that I ever saw her perform. I was literally like in, I don't know, sixth or seventh grade watching American Idol. And, you know, they always have like a musical guest when they do like the voting off or whatever. Mm -hmm. And she came out and had just this crazy outfit on and she was playing piano and there was this dude like dancing and somehow also playing the violin behind her. And it was just, it was so much weirder than anything I had ever seen on the TV. And I was like, I didn't know that you could be this weird just like out there like that and be successful. And I thought that Mm -hmm. was so exciting. And it just kind of like, honestly, that like spiraled into like, are there other artists like this? And then I would just like get on YouTube. And then that's like kind of how I discovered 
punk in a way because it was like, whoa, this is something that I never even would have checked out. But now here I am like looking for weirder stuff and stuff that's different than what I'm just like exposed to on a daily basis. So yeah, definitely shout out to her. If you see this lady, Gaga, let's please, let's hang out. Like, what are you doing? Like, and like, also yeah. hit up our email. We'd love to have you on the podcast if you're watching. <laughs> <laughs> if you got, listen, can you please make me a promise right now that if you have her on this podcast that you will invite me, even if it's just, I'll, you don't even have to put my screen on. I'll just like sit there in the dark and just watch. <laughs> sure. 100%. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> All right, deal, deal. That's so funny. <laughs> so for this last question boom you're on a desert island you can only bring one album one movie and one person who and what are you bringing oh my goodness okay mm-hmm. definitely bringing katie obviously like she's my my best friend um and also the love of my life not to be corny but for real i think that we'd be fine on a desert island we'd probably end up having a good time um <laughs> and then one movie definitely almost famous it's my favorite movie of all time. If you guys haven't seen it, please check it out. Um, and then album, damn, that's tough. <sighs> that's like the hardest question ever. First of all, how am I even watching this movie or playing this this album? I always see like a, a VCR and like this really okay. bad TV. That's how I always picture it. I don't know. Plugged into the sand. That's yeah. perfect. Yeah. Let's go. <laughs> um, all right, album go this is like a weird answer but i think that like i'm not able to pick like a punk rock album because i love so many of them so i'm just gonna kind of like go off to the wayside here and say bookends by simon and garfunkel just because that's always the record that i put on when i'm like overwhelmed by music you know like just as a songwriter sometimes it's like overwhelming to listen to other bands that you like you're like oh like that's a good snare sound or like what you know what i mean like it can it can become not fun in a way just because you're like listening for like even if it's like oh that's a good idea i like what they did there right or this is you know whatever but when i listen to like older stuff i'm not like comparing myself in any sort of Mm -hmm. way and i can just simply enjoy it um and so definitely i think bookends by simon and garfunkel is definitely definitely my answer there oh yeah all right uh nerdy <laughs> whatever <laughs> um, so as Corey said that's all the questions we have today is there anything that you would like to plug well first of all thank you so much again for having me it's such a pleasure to talk to you too i think that it's amazing what you've done with this podcast like you guys built it up from you know you started with nothing and now you interview some of the coolest bands ever and like that is so sick and you guys please keep doing what you're doing because one day you will interview people like lady gaga i have no doubt um but I think I'm just going to say I have a lovely website now. So if you just go to tatelogan.com, you can find it all. You can find my TikTok, my Instagram, my Twitter, the music on all streaming platforms. So just tatelogan.com. That'll take you everywhere you want to go. Hell yeah. <laughs> but Perfect. yeah, thank you so much again, guys. I really appreciate it. Of course. Of that course. was a blast chatting with you. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, thank you for now. This has been Tate Logan and we have been the Good Noise Podcast. <laughs>